Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hey everyone, Mr. Devil here, Kenny Danico, three-time Stanley Cup champion. Oops. <laughs> Sorry, Kenny. I didn't mean to Can't do wait this. To celebrate, Kenny. Yeah. Um, I guess we could start over while we yeah, just roll with this. Um, I mean, we'll just keep it rolling, right? There we go. Sure. <laughs> I stink at my job. <laughs> we'll start. Hey everyone, Mr. Devil here, Kenny Danico, three-time Stanley Cup champion of the New Jersey Devils. And you're listening to the Uncle Puckers New Jersey Devils podcast with Chris, Dan, Bobby, and Tony, the Uncle Puckers. Let's go, Devils! Six more times. All right. That's right. Last night. Hello, Pucker Nation. Uh, we are the Uncle Puckers. Bobby, Tony, Dan, I'm Chris. Uh, happy Sunday, guys. Everybody, uh, you guys just ending your weekend and mine's just starting. This is my Friday yeah. night. Mm-hmm. So I have the next couple of days off. So, uh, yeah, last night, um, the Devils, I guess, decided that they you know what? We're just going to actually play like like we were supposed to play all year. Yeah. I mean, that game was ridiculous. It was amazing. Six two devil win at home against Buffalo. Um, we'll go around uh, seven. just some seven two. Yeah, that's right. Seven, seven, seven two. Yeah, I lost count. Uh, so yeah, what were some of your guys' uh, takes out of that game? Um, Bobby, you could start. Okay, so everything about that game is. Just something to like. That was just a wow moment, right? I mean, you start off, you got the captain coming back, which was great. Um, I think, Chris, you had said on the show before, one of the keys was getting that first goal. We don't do that often. They got that first goal. Uh, Holtz is, you know, he's just really looking like a finisher. You know, this guy is is becoming everything we thought he was going to be. You wish you finished on your face. <laughs> Why you got to tell all the puckers that? <laughs> Listen, I mean, you know. Sorry, Adam Graves. Sorry. <laughs> hey, yeah, I'm moving on. Brian. Brian Graves. Brian Graves. Could yeah. you go to the pen? He'll man. take any graves. You can. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Just put it in deep. <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm just gonna. I'm gonna keep. Going. All right, so go ahead. He, he, no, listen. He finished I mean, on your face, and then what? yeah, <laughs> the compete. The compete was you know off off the charts. There, um, it was about I think like five minutes left in the first period for me, where I really started to feel like because the first five were great coming out, and then with like the last five, it really started to appear to me like this was their game and this is before like they really started to explode um so just 
I mean, overall, uh, again, the whole team, the slotting down thing really worked, um, getting Heischer back. It didn't account for everything. That's not the whole reason. It's not like, oh, good, we move a couple people down, we're going to get seven goals a night. There was a lot more that happened in that game that, when, that was just kind of that. But it was a big part of it. And I think overall, any Devils fan should be really confident with that because we did kind of have that strong third period the game before. You were hoping that it was going to translate um, it did. Now we've had great, we've had a great game before, you know, like against Pittsburgh, where we thought that was going to springboard us and we took a pretty big step back. So let's just hope that doesn't happen. This is again, the week to do it. So just very excited. Dan. Yeah. I mean, it's great to see them wake up there. Uh, it's kind of impossible to believe that, you know, that we're going to have that kind of drastic difference just because Nico's back, but you know, you got to give him all the credit in the world because he led the way he, he played a great game. And maybe that's what they needed. Uh, we'll see. Uh, as Bob said, time will tell if they're on the right track or maybe more of a blip. And we want to see start seeing some uh, positive consistency that we have not had that from this team. So if this is the beginning of some consistency, that would be great. Now we'd, we'd really know we're on track. And, uh, you know, I was kind of surprised. I didn't, I didn't think it was going to be uh, such a, you know, convincing win on their part. I was hoping for something like that, but. Yeah, that was, that was very impressive. What about you, T? Yeah, it was no, what's not to like about last night? Um, and I will say, like, I, get, I gave Holtz – I didn't really give him much of a chance of making the team at the beginning of the year, and I'll take that back. Guys playing – I mean, you know, last night was played awesome. He's been doing, doing really well. I'm actually going to say, too, is I think for one episode we should give Smith the pass because he's the guy who uh, seems to defend our players on the team. And last night we saw a little bit of that right away, which was a payback. Um, also got his first had, point of the this season yesterday. Uh, I do have a lot to say about Brendan Smith on this show in my yeah. in my take. So yeah, I agree with you though. Um, go ahead. I'm gonna I'm gonna give him the pass on that this, this show because like I said, he's the last couple games I've noticed whenever there's something going on, he is the one sticking up for anybody. You know, uh, on that team. You know, um, I, I am gonna take this win just like I take the losses though. The last two weeks. I'm not, I mean, was this just a game where we just showed up and just played really well and the next game we're not going to show up? Um, I'm not going to get overly excited, but I am a little excited, but you know, I'm not going to panic either from the last couple of weeks, but it was definitely fun to watch last night. That was the Devils team that we expected to probably see from opening night consistently. So, yeah, I, I think that I think it's pretty fair to say the four of us, none of us are like, okay. The devils have righted the train. They are, you know, back on track. And I don't think any of us are, <clears throat> excuse me, there yet, um, which is, I think is good because we have to temper our expectations because they've done this to us before. But there were some different things different as opposed to this game uh, last night and like the Pittsburgh game, which we felt, okay, this is their first 60 minute effort all year. And then they just went and shit the bed for three games after that. This felt different. This felt like this was the devil team that we uh, wake up to um, <laughs> that we uh, that we've been waiting to see, like Tony said all year. Uh, I was super impressed with the way they played yesterday, uh, especially only allowing what eleven shots on goal. We're yeah. screaming for team defense. I mean, that's how they do it. Puck possession, you know, sustained forecheck in the offensive zone. Everything that every Devil fan and media member has been screaming at the top of our lungs over the course of the last two months that came to fruition, but. I also need to see it for a lot more games to really feel comfortable with it because I feel like they can come out Tuesday against the Islanders and play the way they played against Detroit because the bad was so bad. 
that it's like, how is this the same team? Like, if you look at Wednesday's game against Detroit and last night's game against Buffalo, they don't even look like the same team. Um, So what happened there? Uh, And and maybe it was what Jack said. We need to stop fucking talking, and we need to just go out and play our game. And I think that that does translate a lot. As far as Brendan Smith, now in the last show, I lambasted Brendan Smith. Like, what? And and mostly Lindy Ruff. Like, why is this dude playing a fucking forward position? You know, why don't we don't have somebody else that can come up and do this? Like, I take it back. Every time I think that Lindy Ruff, and I've said this before, is completely yep. fucking crazy because it's something he does, and then it ends up working. I thought Brendan Smith played awesome last night as the fourth-line winger, yep. and I actually want to see more of him. And what you said, Tone, we talked about it on the last show, and I said somebody needs to take Connor Clifton to task to at least let him know that we didn't forget about what happened. And he did First it. period. Um, you know, and it wasn't much, but it was just a little, you know, just a slap upside the head, throw him down on the ice. And, hey, yeah, it, all right, it's squash now. Our guy's back. Those he little sure things come- are important, though. They are yeah. important. And we've seen uh, it from him the last couple games when there's something going on. He is the one. He is definitely a locker room leader. And I think that, yeah, I'm kind of warming up to Brendan Smith. And so I'm willing to absolutely give him a pass. And, Let's keep him up on that fourth line until everybody gets healthy. But, like, when you see what this team did last night and you just go, wow, when uh, uh, Timo's back and, then and you know, Nosek's back and this team's 100% healthy, which I don't know how many games this season we've seen that, that whole lineup on the ice. But it's like when they can be scary, absolutely scary good. Last night was just holy shit, it clicked for whatever reason. Um I yeah, and there's still more seating to happen because realistically, Mikey McLeod <laughs> should be and will be our fourth line center. Yeah. And that is uh, an advantage in itself. And he was playing the third line still. So there's even there's more to come. Now, it's obviously not realistic to think we can sustain a seven to two type game all the time. But I would have thought that it wasn't realistic that we can play as bad as we were playing. But then we kept doing it. So it was starting to get pretty worrisome. Um, you would think the law of averages that would that would just stop, um, but it wasn't until now a very recent hard stop. So let's see what they can do going forward. I yeah. do like to um, also just um, applaud Jesper Bratt because according to Bill Spaulding, he did get his uh, 300th point of the season <laughs> in that game. I, I think he made his career, but <laughs> no, he had one hell of a season point in the game. <laughs> that was his 300th point of that game. Yeah, wow. he said 300 point this season <laughs> i was like that's incredible that's a new scoring record he's actually yes. on bait he's on pace for 1155 points this year that's crazy that's gonna go down as one of your best calls bill i think that's a record i'm not 100 percent sure in a row so um what about you guys saw like hamilton had two points too hamilton i was thinking about i haven't been on the show in a few episodes but you yeah know, who the hell are you i know who are you who guys? is this guy <laughs> who is this you know hamilton lithuanian thanksgiving if it wasn't for his offense, though, man. I gotta say, like, there's some when I when I watch him play defense, there's a lot of there's. A, I think he gets to pass all the time. I, I just noticed Tony, that for some this reason. This is a safe space. You can say I Dougie know. Hamilton has I, been fucking dog shit on defense. But I didn't year. hate. I don't yes. hate Hamilton, especially the first, previous game. Yeah, the last shit two about, games. Sometimes yeah. we'll be like, you know, oh, Palat makes too much, or this guy. But I look at Dougie Hamilton, and this guy's and like I said, no hate, but he gets a lot of passes from not not only us, just everywhere around. He just for, for some reason he gets the pass. I don't know what it is. And the play. Oh, he did. last year, if you remember, it was the same thing. 
I agree. But I don't think he got a pass on Friday night against Columbus. No. I, I think that that was like, it was so obvious how bad he was. Yeah, you, I saw him digging in a lot harder yesterday, um, probably as a direct result of how extremely bad he was. But, you know, Tony, Dougie, he gets paid to put up the points, right? But, yeah, his defense can't be that bad. That's why, you know, usually you don't hear too much blame on him because you kind of know with him you maybe want to have somebody else sitting back a little more safe. But, yeah, he's, he was dog shit for a while. And let me ask and you, though, guys. Hopefully Hall is healthy, too, because I don't know if you guys yeah, noticed. I, I, dude, we keep fucking losing, guys. Yeah, it's like, last I mean, year we didn't. This is our year. Last year we got Every away with game. That. Every yeah. game there's somebody else out. I mean, hopefully – I forgot. Like Lazar, Holla. Lazar, yeah, we yeah. have those two, which I think Lazar has been a huge uh, impact player for us this year. So is Holla. Like, we need these dudes back if we're going to do any kind of damage. And we need to stay healthy for a little while at least. You know, maybe gain some ground in this metropolitan division with a healthy crew for a little while. But man, it's been it's been ugly. But uh, let me ask you a question: With Colin Miller, have we found our solid defenseman that can kind of settle shit down? Like he really seems like the dude back there that is. And him and Luke together, I thought Luke had his best game as a professional last night. Uh, I wonder how much that has to do, or how much do you guys think that has to do with being with a guy like Miller? A guy yeah, that, you need that, that steady, yeah, he's a steady yeah, guy. Yeah, steady Eddie yeah. back there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. He's, no, he's definitely the kind of player we need. You know, is he, it, would you make a move for somebody if you could uh, to, you know, in that vein, a compliment, maybe replace, I don't know, Siegenthaler. you know, Smith or um, even Sigenthaler. Yeah, uh, I think you might. Uh, but I don't I don't see moving Miller off this uh, the defensive core right now. I like, yeah, I like his play. I- and I don't see us like getting an eighth guy. I think if somebody's coming in, we're shipping out somebody. Yeah, like a right? like a name, yeah, not just Siegenthaler, not a prospect. It's a name. Yeah, it'll be a guy like. But Siegenthaler. it is comforting watching those two, Luke and Miller. Uh, they were noticeable as a pair. Like you said, Luke probably did have his best game as a professional. Um, so maybe there's some confidence there, knowing someone's got his back. He's still young; he can make some mistakes. And you know, we've all wanted to see Miller for that reason. He, this guy, had a pedigree when he came here. I was I was particularly excited when he was coming and, you know, it was hard for me to figure out why he wasn't playing. So yeah. now we're getting a look at him and, you know, hopefully that settles everything down. Yeah. I mean, yeah, last night there's just nothing that, you, you know, we, we, Dan and I recorded on, on Friday and it was, it was a pretty friggin' somber show, man. It really it was. was. It, it, was it was realistic guys. Peak yeah. bitching, I'd say that was our peak bitching moment. Yeah. And you know, we, like, it was funny what you said about Lindy and we, you know, it's hard not to get on him when, some of the moves and the moves that aren't made are made or, you know, it's going down that way. We can't figure out where he's going and they continue to lose. But you're, you made a good point. Like maybe he was onto something with Smith, you know, uh, I don't know. I, I always feel like I, I, I want to criticize him maybe more, but I always hold back a little bit because he's always been kind of a step ahead of the fans and everybody else trying to figure out where he's going with this team. So you know, hopefully this is where he is going with this team. He's bringing him to the right place and the personnel changes that, you know, he's had to make or more uh, just the best he could do with uh, injury-laden roster, which continues to be the problem here. So uh, it's great that they have uh, amazing depth this year. They're going to need it. They're You know, they're not, it doesn't seem like they're going to get a single game without somebody injured. So they're going to have to be rotating guys I do in believe – I do believe the injuries have obviously been a big problem for Ruff. And sure. since it is a safe space, you know, like Chris said, I, I actually myself, and not, not, I'm just talking about all around the Devil fans. Like, 
I get so tired of hearing people throw rough under the, the bus right away, man. Cause I'm like, yeah, when he starts well, winning, people are like, and it's not everyone, but there's a lot of it. I just see a lot of people on the social medias and stuff like we got to fire rough. We got to do this. We got to do that. Yeah. Remember we had last year, we didn't have all these, like we lost our, our Jack uses. Nico seemed like it last night, actually. There's some guys who are our bloodline on that team. And when we lose those guys, you could totally, for some reason we fall down like dominoes. Well, I think Nico brings that, that, solid team defense guy like he's the dude that everybody feeds off of i don't particularly like lindy ruff as a coach i've said this i you know but at the same time and i am critical of him uh but i haven't gotten to the fire him yet and i even said like i'm going to wait until this team gets healthy before and see what he does but just some of these moves or like dan said lack of moves um sometimes i just they do have me scratching my head um but you know, it works. So I will, I will make a conscious effort to ease off the Lindy bashing because he doesn't deserve <laughs> and it. We know and Jersey Joe's up there screaming night. fire rough. We know. Oh Jersey, yeah. Well, Jersey he was Joe's doing that at the second game of the guy. season. So <laughs> no offense. Yeah. Jersey I'm not Joe, a fire rough you. guy because it, it usually doesn't turn things around. Firing a head coach in the middle of a season, no matter what sport it is, it might give you Hey, you're a Raider fan. They did it. They fired Josh McDaniels. You had that yeah. two week little, you know, uh, you know, oh wow, nice. you know, little <laughs> uh, a jolt of enthusiasm, new blood in there, and then things kind of settle down. So, and one big difference, Chris, with that is, is that our players hated. Or, I mean, really, no, absolutely. The, the yes. no, no, I was like, just the saying the players did not like McDaniels, and I think they like Ruff. So, yeah, no, I, I, saying, I completely but... agree. I'm just saying that it a lot of times doesn't give you what it is you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it might for a short term. Like, I look back yeah. at 2000 when we won the cup. I think if we brought anybody in other than Larry Robinson, who knew this team, he had been with them, he was a calming influence in the locker room, they knew what they were getting. I think that's why it worked. It wasn't just because, oh, we fired Robbie Fatorek and you bring anybody else in to coach the Devils. They're probably not going to go on to win the Cup because it was Larry Robinson. So I don't agree with doing that in the middle of the season unless your coach is a complete and total fucking buffoon, which, which I we've don't talked think about. Remember Lindy with Fatorak, we were talking about that actually. But yeah. Fatorak, remember, he was the one talking. He like basically put down Larry Robinson in front of the team. That's one of the reasons he was fired that season, which goes into kind of whether you like him or not in the long run, that goes to that douchebag kind of mentality thing right you know to right. a man too you have to be able to admit there are people out there who just aren't fans of rough anyway so anything that happens they're going to look to say you know get rid of them but if you can't honestly say say to a man this team like how many people were underperforming or not competing i mean yes it's the coach's job to get that going not defending him i was actually falling away from my positive vibes with rough you know but the reality was these players do have to step up a lot of them we're not playing anywhere near they could. Um, and again, hopefully the switch has been flipped. Yeah. Know. And I, yeah. I, again, the injuries were and still continue to be a huge part. And it is difficult when to have guys playing in positions they're not familiar with doing jobs, they're not comfortable doing um, and getting successful results. It, that doesn't, you know, that's a difficult thing to do. Uh, we weren't able to do it. And I think with Nico coming back, it really did. Like even just those line sets and being able yeah. to, the top six was intact. Okay, Timo wasn't there, but it was pretty much intact. And uh, they they skated their asses off last night. I mean, they just played a perfect game. Uh, other than the fact that we still can't kill a penalty. Um, 
you know, that is a little bit worrisome. But I think it's good that you can take some negative out of a game like that because you're not perfect. You yeah. played a really good game. You won seven to two, but there's still shit to clean up and there's still room to get better. And I like I like that because it's constantly going to keep them working hard to get the, get better. It's amazing God for the core. It, As you say, for the core of this team, like how many more times do you need to see like how well you can play, like how well you can dominate when you just play your game? Like it's happened over and over again. And this is going back to last year, like when they really put it down they could be practically unstoppable. Yeah. You know, how many lessons need to be learned before you at least just come out with the effort? You're not going to win every night. You're not going to score every shot, but I mean, it should, it should sink in. Like, hopefully this is, this is the game you watch the tape of again. You get psyched to go out. You play like that again, over and over again. And and scoring first was huge. Um, When you can, you know, right off the bat, a couple of minutes in, I even said, like, they have to score within the first 10 minutes, 5, 10 minutes, uh, on, and it just relaxes everybody. You're not chasing. You don't have that, oh, fuck, here we go again mentality, you know, and then you're extra careful and you're, con- you know, trying to overcompensate and, you know, you end up making mistakes that end up in the back of your net. Uh, they didn't do that last night. I tell you, even with the lead, when we came out in the second period and they gave up that power play goal right away, mm-hmm. I got nervous right away. It was, I think it was 4-1 at that point, yep. right? I shouldn't be nervous, but I was a little bit nervous. And then I was very happy to see, what, like a minute later, to fully said, no, nah, we're not going to let that get exactly. started. And then you knew for sure. Like, there was no think, way they were coming back. And I think that the Blue Jackets game was about as low. You had to think to yourself, you can't get any lower. We have to, like – and I actually – I thought to myself, man, if we lose – I was kind of surprised that it was a 7-2 game last night. I didn't think it was going to be that much of a difference in score. But I was like, you cannot lose this game. And when you lost to Columbus, that's the only team below you right there. Was it 9-11? Po- like yeah. You're at three points. You were only three points ahead of them, first of all. Yeah. But, I mean, you have the Rangers who – what's the word? Let me see. One sec. Well, right now 31 points. Like, you got to – you know, it's – it's not that early and you, you got to keep up a little bit now. Cause these teams, like we said, I know that before the season started, we kind of were like, oh, we don't know what Ranger team we're going to see. I'm not surprised the Ranger team we're seeing. And I don't think they're going to fall much. So you got to start getting points now. I'd like to you, t- I, yeah, I don't know, feel like you're going to fall that much. There's some comparison though, to last year. It's almost like in a yin and yang situation because I saw a stat, how basically our record was basically what the Rangers record was through the first 18 games when oh, we were right? taking off on that 13 game winning streak. And then I remember talking mid to late last year said, you know, the Rangers just kind of kept coming. They were putting these long spurts together, lose a couple spurts. They did it kind of the second half of the year. We did it a lot of our damage in the early half of the year. It's almost like a complete flip. And there's, there's comfort in that because the Rangers, I mean, they just kept their foot down all last year and they made it all the way up yeah. know, to third place. We can certainly do the same. We have the firepower. We have the team. Yeah, well, don't we let can definitely hear you get saying that. He's going to whack you in the fucking head with the stick. Yeah, I do, want to talk, I do want to talk about the Truba hit, but when, when we're done with our devil stuff, we're not going to put the Rangers into the forefront. Right. So we definitely are going to talk about that. But um, whatchamacallit, the, the, I do think the Rangers, though, are going to drop off a little bit. Um, I don't think they can sustain this. I just think that things like their age and stuff are going to catch up to them at some point. It is a long season, and... Well, what additions devils, do they make for the trade deadline? You know, they're the Rangers. Yeah, you know, they're that's all true. Some shit this is all Are true. they going to add 16 you know, guys at the end that they don't maybe need? But You know what, though? All we need – yeah, exactly. Only we, All we need to do is just worry about ourselves. That's it. Um, and speaking of worrying about ourselves, you guys want to do an accountability session from last sure. week's predictions? Yeah, sure. I was wondering. This is going to be fun. All right. I would have had gonna, more points if the team did better. I'm going to start – 
I have with a list. oh well, that's one of your predictions, Tone. So all right, we'll start with Bobby. Um, okay. So Bobby said that the Devils will score in the third period of all three games. That would be the shutout loss the to shutout Detroit, to the one yep. nothing loss to Columbus, yep. and the seven yeah. two game against uh, Buffalo. So no, they they did not score a goal in the third period of all three games. You nice said though. that one of Jack Hughes's line mates will get a five minute penalty for fighting. You were wrong again. And your third and final prediction were that out of the possible six points last week, the Devils were going to get five out of six. They got two (laughs) out of six. You know what this means. Go ahead. So let's go go to Tony. Tony's first prediction was that Bobby will go pointless (laughs) this week in his predictions. And I like that is that. one excellent point. job, Tony. That Always better for Tony. <laughs> Don't come back to the states. Wait, wait, he's not done. Tony's on a roll. He said that Holtz will have two goals this week. That's gonna hurt, Bob. He out holtzed you. I know. Yeah, holtzed. That's, that's crazy. That's, yeah. And then he went. He kind of he he went for a hat trick here. Luke Hughes will get three points or better in each. Oh no, you were saying that in each game. So he would get one point in each of those three games. Oh, wrong one. Sorry, you got it wrong. So Tony ends up with two two points, points. um, which puts him at six for the season. Um, We'll go to – I'll do mine, and then I'll do Dan's. Uh, My first prediction, which was a hat trick, I said Nico Heischer will return against Buffalo and have a multi-point game, and he had a goal and assist in his first game back. That's a hat trick. Nice. I mean, (laughs) three points for me. Uh, this is the one that we discussed uh, last time that Damon Severson will be benched or scratched at some point on Friday. Um, he didn't play at all because of the oblique injury, so he was scratched. That's the backdoor point, but I'll take it. Yep. yep. And I said that neither goalie will finish the game on Wednesday against uh, the Detroit game, and they both finished. One just played a lot better. Uh, so that's actually four points for me. Added to my two makes me tied with Tony with six points. Six, and six. then we go to Dan. Dan said the Devils um, will go two and one or better. Nope. Dan said that Schmid will get a win, and nope. we blew a really nice start. And he, from he had Schmid, a good performance, uh, but yeah, he was should out, have gotten man. the win. And you said that the Devils will – now, this is something I, I, I think we need to, to talk about because it's the wording. Dan said the Devils will have a shutout. Now, they were shut <laughs> That's out. That's not what I intended. Okay. I'll, I'll renege okay. that point. Okay. That one we know. That one we know. So then that for this week puts uh, – Tony and me are tied for first with six points. Dan has three, and Bobby still has one. I got to stop reaching for the stars. <laughs> But we, uh, hey, you get this week to do it all over. Oh, I know what one of my picks are going to be again this week. Before, <laughs> just, I did it. Easy point. All right. You can't so repeat it. Now we're going to do our predictions for the upcoming games at home against the Islanders on Tuesday in Philadelphia against the Flyers on Thursday and at home. I think it's a Friday game against the Sharks or is that Saturday? Either way, the Islanders the uh, Flyers, and the Sharks. So predictions 
for those three games. Welcome to the world of tomorrow. Tony, your first prediction. Brendan Smith will get his first goal. Oh, that was going to be mine. You motherfucker. I got to change you to just snipe you know, one of mine. I don't know if we should have to change it because if that's what you were prepared to say. I Mine's mean, a little different. Why should you have to change it just because you went first? Well, you, can, you have to that. change it to make yeah. it a little different. I made my mine is a little bit different, so I'm going to keep mine. Like, So I do think you should change it just to be a little bit different. I don't know. I'm just thinking if we were rolling along and there were two of us who said like, a person's going to get a hat trick this week. I mean, if you really feel that for a certain reason, I don't know if we should not be able to both take the win slash or loss. All right. If you we'll want worry about it when it gets there. But... Okay. So Bobby, your first prediction. So I was battling with that same one that Smith would get the goal. And then I kind of flipped it anyway. And I said, Bastion will get a goal this week. He's due. Better do something. He played good last <laughs> night. He did. So Bastion will have a goal. Eagle. All right, Dan, your first prediction. The Devils will get at least four points out of the next six. They're going to get. Okay. My first one is uh, Jesper Bratt will go pointless over the next three games. Wow. You always like those negative predictions. Well, can't keep them all positive. He is tied for first place. Nothing wrong with it. Nothing wrong with it. But it's, you know, I noticed that you're the one looking at. The negative side. Everybody else is a little Pollyanna. Well, I got I got a couple. Uh, my other two are are a little optimistic. So, Tony, your second prediction: Devils will win all three of the next games. Mm, we'll get all, all the points. It's time for the reversal of the season. Yes, all these are. It's funny. All these have come through my mind. I like it. All right, Bob, your second prediction: They will score ten or more goals this week. Mm, that's a pretty good clip. I like that. Yeah, I got some tough goalies too, so hopefully three three points up in the game, right? Um, three to four. Dan, your second prediction, sir. I'm going to take one that didn't pan out last week, and, and I'm going to come up someday. They're going to get a shutout somewhere in this three-game stretch. Okay. My second... know that means they get a shutout. They're the winning team of a shutout. My second prediction is that Brendan Smith will score his first goal as a devil against the San Jose Sharks. Okay. So mine's a little mm-hmm. different. There you go. So, Tony, your third and final prediction, sir. Okay. I'm going to say Tony, holds his... Okay, hold on. Go ahead. What are you going to say? I was just going to say, just the way, we, the way we play this game currently, right? We have one point for basically an easy one and three point for what we've deemed a more challenging one. Now, we have a very interesting dynamic here because tony you said smith will get his first goal chris you said smith will get his first goal but at a specific game it's not worthy of a hat trick in itself but you are one-upping tony should this not be a maybe mm. a one and a bonus point no, if you're right not a bonus point if you want to make this a convoluted crazy game bob go all the way <laughs> and say that he gets to take a point away from tony by one-upping his bet, I don't he like gets that extra rules. point. That's an added rule. We got a whole season, we do have buddy. You got a rule during the middle of the fucking season. I kind of like <laughs> that. You can steal Hold on, hold on. It li- literally, if Chris is right, he gets he did trump your question by being more specific. It's got to be worth something. So either he gets a bonus point or yours doesn't count. Bobby just decided my next one. Go ahead. I like <laughs> that you can steal somebody's <laughs> yes. point. Yes. It'll, it'll really piss everyone off. I think that makes the game off. more fun. 
Right. And then like if somebody comes in now with a third version that it, it will be against San Jose in the third period, let's right. say. That, they they take a point from points. you. They get one point for themselves. They can take a point from you and a point from you. Yeah. And so I'm be down a, with that. So like, that like Tony, for your third prediction, if you say the Devils will have a shutout against the Islanders, then you take Dan's point away from right. just his shutout. Because right. you so, won up my bet. I like this. Okay. All right. Let's do that. We'll give it a shot. So, Tone, I can steal your point if it happens in San Jose. So, right. And then just to be clear, you get a point plus another one that is coming out of his right. tally. Right. right. So even though he's right, now here's the thing. What if Brendan Smith scores two goals? Then he still gets a point. And do I steal his? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you're – So, like, what if he gets scores against the Flyers and he scores against San Jose? So Tony's technically right because he said he'll get a goal this week. Right. I'm right because – or is that just a wash and we each get our point? It's tough. You have to decide and what qualifies as a one-upper. Because I said the Devils will get at least three points, and I think which one of you guys said they're going to get uh, – I said five of six. Five of six. So is Bobby one-upping? And I that? said – I don't think so. I said six. Right. So I said – Not everything has to be a one-up. Yeah, I don't think that that just, would be considered a one-up. I think like something like this, or if you went with the shutout, or even like yeah, exactly, right? What yeah, because that. <laughs> I mean, Tony and Christie was a specific player. If you're doing something more team oriented, that's a little harder to predict. Yeah, not necessarily one-upping. I just think there's one or two cases where we can really make it fun. Yeah. Plus, okay. Tony said I would get zero points last week, and I did. And I'm going that ne- again on this next one. I'm saying I'm going to pull the same points from last week and say Bobby is going to get zero fucking points this round again. That's my oh, next pick, Chris. Mark it down. All the hate. I know, man. I love it. You better, you better See, text me after the show. <laughs> All right. Bobby, your third and final prediction. I-, I believe in baby steps, and it looks like we still haven't given up less than two goals a game i'm not ready to give them a shutout there will be a game where we only let in one okay one goal allowed during this three game set i originally did have it as one or less but since dan took the shutout i'll just leave that off okay my third and final prediction is that the devils will win in overtime in one of the next three games and Dan, your third and final prediction. <laughs> um, they if they want to shut out, would that be no? Uh, <laughs> you just one upping yourself. How many people yeah. will scream? Let's fire Lindy, Lindy, yeah, Lindy Ruff. Well, I think if they were, if they, if they did a performance, <laughs> if they did a performance last night, like they did the previous two games, I think you would have been hearing it in the stands last night. Yeah. I really do. Of course, yeah. I started well, seeing it everywhere. I think uh, that. During this st- stretch, we're going to hear about another trade that's happening. Now, not, I'm not talking about the minor the one ones, right? That happened today. There was a trade that happened today. That was a minor. I think that's one, a right? setup. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's a setup trade. Well, they got they got rid of uh, Thompson. Thompson. So yeah, yeah. So, but that you know, what I was reading on it seemed like it makes sense to me, and maybe I'm wrong, but it seems like it's setting up. Uh, a, a trade, and I think it's going to come sooner than later. I think we might get that Calgary trade or something else. I'm not going to say who it was, but there'll be a trade in the next three games. Do you believe there actually will be a trade, or rumors yeah, of a trade? No, I think I think we we can affect the trade. Oh, McKenzie Black. I, I, I think it's going to happen before. It's a little bit of a stab to say it's the next three games, but I, I think it's going to happen. This, I think that's a hat trick, guys. 
I if think an actual that, trade happens this week. Yeah, that's definitely yeah, yeah. a hat I mean, it's Because it's pretty early. Yeah, Of I some agree. significance, right? It has yeah. to be an NHL-level tra- trade, let's say that. Right? I think it has to be a, of players who have, we all agree, would have an attention of uh, starting this year. Okay. Like, of, of being on the team. Yeah, all definitely right, well, not a minor, not an AHL, you know, yeah, shuffle, right. reshuffling. That's a hat trick. All right, so those right. are our predictions for this week. I like it. Um, so speaking of stealing points, if Tony is in fact wrong about me, do I effectively steal? No, his points? I don't believe so. I think you've already <laughs> changed the rules enough today, Mr. Bob. Well, actually, that's just <laughs> not a about winning, dude. I think that's you've already altered this. I think I think we should discuss that. You said that he's not going to get a point this week. Now, if he does get a point, does that effectively steal? I don't your think it should because I'm wait. I'm, no, because you wouldn't get a point anyway, so it doesn't but, count. But I'm wasting oh, that's one right. of my predictions yeah. on that. You're yeah, right. but yep. you, you you wouldn't get a point, so it doesn't you wouldn't matter. get a You'd point anyway. So yes. you can't steal a point that doesn't exist. Yeah. Right. So next just, week we'll debate whether or not we. And can Bobby, you only have one twice. point, so you don't have many points to steal. So it's, you better right. be careful. I'll, I'll I'll be fine with being negative. negative. You'll be in the for entertainment purposes. <laughs> he's playing spoiler. He just wants to bring you down. Tony, yeah, you're, he's you know, like, you're in the league. We've got to bring you down. That's it. We saw what happened with the other game. You know, we needed to find some way to catch you, and that's going to be taking your points. Exactly, which we are Taking going to do soon. Away. We do have another devil you know coming up. But first, we're going to give a shout-out to some of our friends over here at the Hockey Podcast Network that help us, um, you know, put a show out for you guys, uh, both of you guys that listen. Um, mm-hmm. And all you have to do to help out our sponsors is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, and you can do that right on your phone. Just go into your Play Store, download the app, and uh, you get some free stuff. So download the app now and use code THPN. New customers can get 150 bucks instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on hockey. That's code THPN only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. The crown is yours. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. CDKNJ.com and G.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2023. All rights reserved. Mm, very good. Dan, did you get any Christmas shopping? I did. You know, it, it was the Black Friday. Uh, Weekend. Everybody has been so nervous about Black Friday. I didn't really give a shit because I went to Raycon.com and I got, well, I don't want to spoil it, guys, but I got everybody uh, everyday earbuds this year. No yeah. way. Yeah. Uh, what yep. are everyday earbug, well, earbuds? Got, <laughs> I got earbuds. Mice. <laughs> we don't want earbuds. Earbuds. That's oh. what you want. And you want them every day, unlike the bugs. Earbuds. And they're perfect in ear fit. Uh, they, it boasts 32 hour battery life. And they have amazing sound. So everybody's going to like them. Not you guys. I didn't get you guys shit. But everybody <laughs> else in my life, uh, I, I, I went there. And uh, while I was there, you know, I had to take a look at the Magic 180 cable that allows you to charge iOS, micro USB, Type-C devices eight times faster. It's 100 watt uh, power delivery. As well as their faucet filter. It's an ultra filter that filters the water in your tap against chlorine and heavy metals. So. 
go to Raycon.com and their Black Friday sale, which has started oh about a month ago, uh, is still ongoing. So you have plenty of time now to get on there, avoid the holiday crowds. Go uh, to Raycon.com slash THPN and get 20 to 50% off site-wide. That's by Raycon.com slash THPN to score up to 50% off Raycon products by Raycon.com slash THPN. Thank you, Raycon and DraftKings. All right, I, I want to ask you guys something. I don't I know we don't talk a lot of um, basketball. Like, none of us are big fans, but uh, this year – It's a sport where five people on each – okay, I don't have to get into it. But the NBA mm-hmm. is doing their first ever in-season tournament this year, which is kind of cool. So during the actual regular season, they pit, you know, certain games against each other and you can, you know, move up into the standings. And in the end, uh, the two, I guess, the winner from each conference, I think, whoever's in first place will play one game that is not included in the the actual standings. Every other game will be a regular season game and count just the same towards your your regular season standings. Except one. Except the final one between two people, two teams will be played at a neutral site, and that'll be for like the NBA Cup or whatever they they called it. And it's an in-season tournament. Um, wow. Doesn't take away from anything that they do during the regular season. Right, while mostly still play, playing their regular season games. We just said this group of the how many games are we talking about? Because they right, have roughly I, the same number of games as NHLs. But yeah, I think they have like 80, same, yeah. 80, 82, something like so that. How many are going into this tournament? I'm just curious. I will find out right now. Um, They're not seven game series or even five game series. No, um, it's not. So it's, this is how it works. So it's a, it tipped off already on the, on November 3rd. It'll culminate with the championship on Saturday, December 9th. This in season tournament is a new annual competition for all 30 teams. Uh, the inaugural in-season tournament tipped off on Friday, November 3rd, and will culminate with the championship on Saturday, December 9th. The semifinals, Thursday, December 7th, and championship will take place at T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. The in-season tournament will consist of two stages. There's group play and knockout round. So in group play, all 30 teams have been randomly drawn into groups of five within their conference based on one loss records from from last season. Beginning November 3rd and continuing through Tuesday, November 28th, each team will play four designated group play games on tournament nights. One so they're group, playing, yeah, you're playing the other four guys in your group. In your group, yeah. One game so this against, is almost like um, Olympic play, like the yeah. way they do the, the pools, right? Exactly. One game against each opponent in its group with two games at home and two on the road. Then you get into the knockout rounds. Eight teams will advance to the knockout rounds. The team with the best standing in group play games in each of the six groups and two wild cards, the team from each conference with the best record in group play games that finished second in its group. Okay, so you're not necessarily out No, if you, you don't win your group because they're going to take, what would you say, five groups? There's six groups. Six and groups because so they got like 30 teams, right? They have 30 and, teams, yep. There's okay, six. So, so, there's, there's, so the, each winner of those groups will move on and then two wild cards. We'll move I on. See. So I okay, guess the cool. next best record. Um, mm-hmm. The knockout rounds will be single elimination games in the quarterfinals played in NBA team markets on Monday, December 4th and Tuesday, December 5th. Semifinals and championship. The qualifying teams will compete for a prize pool and the new in-season tournament trophy, the NBA Cup. 
All 67 teams across both stages of the in-season tournament will count toward the regular season standings except the championship. Each team will continue to play 82 regular season games this season, including those games that are part of group play and knockout round. 14 group play games, two games on each tournament night, and all seven knockout round games will be televised nationally. The games are broadcast, blah, blah, blah. So that's pretty much it. They determine. So, it's so hard to schedule that. Okay. So they have their regular schedule, and then mm-hmm. within that schedule, they're creating tournament brackets. Yes. So you're just playing a regular season game mm-hmm. that you obviously want to win for those reasons, and then there's this parallel kind of tournament that's going in on season tournament it yeah. happens based on your results Takes about a month to run it's kind of cool i wonder if it would be interesting if you get a team that is not been making the playoffs right really they win it. yeah and yep. it's kind of cool to see that you know uh a team that hasn't made a playoffs maybe in a couple seasons somehow wins it all that'd be cool so you guys would be down with something like that I think I, I would know, because I it like doesn't it. really take anything away from the mm-hmm. season. Well, what if some you know, just add a little extra? You have to play the games anyway. Yeah, you have to play the games anyway. Those are all regular season games. There's only one that doesn't count to regular season. It's, it's all it, regular season it's, play, but instead of you're just playing you know, one game with two teams extra, like we would be playing the Islanders on Tuesday night. Like instead of that just being the Devils Islanders, it's, it's a group play game. game. Yeah, right. so whoever wins gets you know a little extra bonus and gets moved in the group. In no way, shape, or form does it affect anything. Well, that it, you do in the regular crazy. season, like the schedule, they have to have alternate schedules because like, let's say I I don't advance. Who the hell am I playing? Like, they have to have all these different yeah, alternate schedules. I don't know. And I, I think it's pretty amazing, like, that they are able to do this and, and schedule on the fly, basically, within a month. You know? Well, That's pretty cool. It says here, that to determine each team's opponents in the group play games, the 15 teams in each conference were divided into three groups of five teams via a random drawing. So, mm-hmm. like, the West Group A has Memphis Yeah, they, they know State. those first games, no problem. But right. what I'm saying is, like, what about the, when we get to the knockout round, right? So, you know. Well, I think they just take Survivor X and Survivor Y and they just reseed them as they go. Again, with no, you know, conscious effort on the team's part as to the fact of, you know, what they're doing. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I'm, I'm excited about this. Now, there, but you said the championship game or whatever they're calling it is one after the regular season game that they actually have to play. No, it's it's during the season, so it would be on an off night for both teams, and those two teams would play one game See, in Vegas for the NBA Cup. That so that wouldn't fly in, in hockey because you, you can't risk injury for that one game that doesn't count in the standings. That, no, well, I mean I don't if there's money that. involved and there's you know pride involved yeah. and stuff, I think that the players would love to do something like this. I yeah. really do. You know, I I think it would be awesome. Like I was thinking uh, about it, like before the NBA came out with this. I was like last year. I was thinking it'd be kind of cool if each division had like a Metro Cup and an Atlantic Cup and a Pacific Cup and a Central Cup, and you play a tournament within your own division for that Metro Cup. So you do it in like January, and you know, oh, Columbus won the Metro Cup. They're the last it's place team, cool. but Honestly, they ended up. It's it's like a lot of other sports around the world. Like this is what it's like for people who you know follow soccer and stuff mm-hmm. like that. There, there's not just like one league, then it culminates in one thing. They're always in these other, you know, things going on. It's it's pretty cool. I like it. I, I do too. I just think it would be something that would be a lot of fun and to get uh, even other people might not be into hockey or whatever to get excited about it. And I just think it'd be just something else to root for more bragging rights, more things like that. I just think it'd be, it'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. You add some uh, excitement to, you know, but uh, what could maybe like getting to be the mid season, mm-hmm. we can have those, I don't know. I mean, we've all seen games like near the holidays where you're like, 
I think this team wants to go home. You know, <laughs> I feel <laughs> exactly. like two games ago, that's where we were watching. And um, maybe it'll add some excitement there. Um, and I would be totally against this if it messed up what we have, our 82 games and everything else. Bob, what Bob is saying is real. You don't, I mean, imagine a worst case scenario. You get take a major injury uh, when you got your team playing all out for this cup and now you uh, are losing it down a player. But being that it's so far earlier in the season, like imagine if it was, you know, a month before the NHL playoffs, like that's stupid. You know, you right. can't have that. But uh, this, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm liking it. I think it'd be cool. Like if you did it, like you said, like maybe before Christmas, you know, early mm-hmm. in the season and then, you know, that team, whoever wins it, they win it. And, you know, it's something that I think is over the course of like 20 or 30 years down the road. And once it's there for a long time, you know, yeah, they didn't win any, you know, cups, but we won, you know, five NHL cups or whatever the hell they wanted to call it or right. something. I just think it'd be kind of cool. I didn't get anything that would make the games a little bit more fun and have a little bit more on the line. It also has like, you know, there's a lot of teams that even now, you know, are not going to make the playoffs. They're mm-hmm. out. Uh, well, that this gives them something to actually play for. This gives them yeah, some, a little pride. Everybody's cool. pooled right away. So you just got to win your pool, yeah. which is, you know, not impossible that, you know, those teams could do that. And I think if the NHL actually sat down, I'm sure they would never do it verbatim what the NBA does, but there's got to be a, a good way that everybody, you know, is okay with it and you can limit things like injuries and stuff. Like, well, I don't know what, how, but I would just think that if they wanted to do it, they could probably, the NBA, NHL could probably I'm worried about them messing really it up cool. a little bit. They, they seem like they get in a good idea sometimes and they just find a, a way to mess it up. I just yeah. think it's kind of neat Worth that shot. this is the first time that the NBA is doing it. And I, I think it, it's probably going to be extremely successful, especially yeah. that, that final game in Vegas. Like they'll probably sell the place out and it'll be mm-hmm. huge. It'll be like an all-star game there. Exactly. It may be more meaningful than an all-star game. Yeah. All-star games always such like a whatever, who cares? I think it'll be sell. Cool. I mean, I don't know how about, ba- I'm not a basketball guy at all. It's actually the number one sport here where I'm living at now. But uh, it will sell. That it's a product that they do consume. Everybody, what uh, basketball? Yeah, the NBA. Yeah. I just don't get it. I'm not a basketball. Like I said, I just I, I could watch some of it. You know, I remember we were we grew up on the Jordans and you know sure. uh, the Ewings and all those guys. But I mean, I, I just never was a huge fan. But it's it's a big market. I mean, it's it's crazy to me how successful it is. Oh, it's a huge sport. It I mean, is. It's it's number one exported sport from the United States. You know? Yeah, I think an in season tournament would be kind of cool. I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bob, what do you think? I'm kind of on the fence on it. I, I probably would have to see it, how it works in basketball. I still think it's more geared for a sport like basketball. Um, I, I don't understand, like, the notion of if, it, if, if the team has a regular season schedule anyway and they're just kind of slotted, you know, into this tournament, to me that team shouldn't be going into that saying, oh, we've got nothing to play for. Hopefully we win this tournament because in order to advance in the tournament, you have to win your regular season games anyway. So to me it doesn't really – uh, come out until like later in the process where you're down to like the final two and you say, Hey, because we are winning so many games. Now we get to go head to head for this kind of tournament. So I just would have to see it work. Like to me yeah. right now, I'm not saying no, I think it would generate interest. Yeah. Um, for sure. I'm just logistically, I see it being a problem for hockey and I just want to see how it works in another sport for a little while. Cause yeah. I think you'd need to tweak it for hockey. You can't you do it. Exciting. And if you do it after the season, it becomes the pro bowl and nobody sure. cares about it. If yeah. you do it in season, I just don't see hockey like liking that. I mean, look at the all-star game. The reason nobody likes the all-star game is because it's a pussy game. It's not a hockey game. Right. So it's a car. You've got to keep this game from being a pussy game. 
Well, it yeah. would be. I mean, I agree with you, but I, I don't know if the guys would. You know, I think. I think over the course of time that, you know, if you did implement this, it would take it's, you know, be extremely important. People would have pride in trying to win this thing. You know, if you made it a good tournament that was fun, didn't do anything where it took away from the regular season. That's the biggest thing. You have yeah. to do it to where it doesn't take away from the regular season and, you know, build yeah. on if it. You, if you get a problem with teams like sandbagging the game a little bit when they get to that championship because they're worried about injuries, which I don't think is going to happen. But if if that was a problem or they're playing it like it's the uh, all-star game, try not to get injured, um, then maybe they could spice it up with like, I don't know, waiting the draft lottery for the winner or something that, you know, yeah, you know, See, would make them – as an organization say, no guys, let's, let's go out and win this. I don't want to kind of be misunderstood. I love the tournament format. And what I love about a tournament, if if you took any team in NHL right now, and even the lesser teams, if you had a bona fide separate tournament and these teams say, Hey, I just got to win one game and I'm moving on to the next level of this tournament. Cause my, I'm not going to make it this year in the NHL. Like I get that. I like the format. I don't really see how it's going to kind of parlay moving up in the tournament with, what you're doing in the regular season here. You know what I mean? It's not a separate thing where you could say, Hey, we got one game to go out and do it. Cause again, the mentality should be for every hockey player. I want to win this game. I'm playing anyway. So yeah, I, right. just, I, I just, I just don't influence, really see it, like which goaltender you play. Like, let's yeah. say you got back to backs and you're like, Oh, but this game, this is for the tournament. Let's put right. our, our a guy, you know, it might have some implications who you're going to rest when. Yeah. Well, uh, it's it's interesting a, though. I'd like to keep an eye on it for sure. Like, uh, you know, and this, of course, we're just we're just spitballing bullshit here. But like, what if mm-hmm. you did something with the championship game? Since if you pitted like a, a Western Conference team against an Eastern Conference team, you do something with the Major League Baseball does with the All-Star game where you then the winner gets whatever conference wins, gets home ice in the finals or something right. like that, right. you know, where there's something to play for. See that's the type uh, so, of stuff I don't like to mess with. So, right there. Um, no, I mean, what, I would, what I would like in this though, if they were to do something like it, the cool thing is that you could have the championship game of the tournament be interconference. Yeah, a Devils yeah. Rangers, you know, tournament championship game. Or you something, definitely as could, opposed yeah. to an East West. So that would be interesting. As long as they're not in the same group, yeah, you totally yeah. can. Yeah, I just think it's something that at the end, if I was part of the NHL, I, I would definitely. You have to consider it. things Definitely like this because you do, you do need it. to grow the game. Yeah. And just these are ideas that you would sit there and go, what would you change about hockey? Uh, nothing really. I don't know what to do. And then somebody says this and you're like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I guess you could do something like that. Yeah, you know? I think, they could, you know, there's smart enough people in there. They can come up with something that, like you said, it's fun. Uh, the fans like it. The players would like it. Uh, would not take away from your regular eighty-two game season and stuff and that's like key. that. I, you know, I think that's we all you, don't want to mess with that. No. You know, that's that's to us. That's the hockey is like. Don't mess with that. Um, I wouldn't want to see them add a lot of games to the regular season or take a lot away. Uh, I like I like it where it is with the regular season. It, you know, uh, so this is a great solution to add interest without really touching it. Yeah, I think it could be fun. I Tony, I know you're against it, so I know you don't like any kind of change at all. <laughs> yeah, I, you're right. I, I was thinking that too. I was like, God, I'm so stuck in the. I am like that. I was like, No, we can't change this. I know it's hockey drives me crazy with changes already. Yeah, I hear you. And baseball, uh, some, some like, of those yeah, Bobby, I, baseball killed best, me so. this year. Baseball, yeah. like I was always a you know, base, I like watching baseball, but last couple of years, I don't know, it just seems harder and harder to watch. I keep on. Just, well, we were talking about the game moving faster now. Do you think that's a bad thing? Baseball moving faster? I don't think it's a bad thing, but the rule I do hate the most. I know Chris is not again. I know because Chris, you're not a big, you're not a hundred percent of baseball, but you like baseball. Well, you can't take not, what I say about baseball. You got to take that say, with a grain of salt. I, I, I do say about the 
putting the man on the base at the end. Like you kind of agreed with, I hate, I think that is to me, that's yeah, the we worst, talk, worst yeah, We went at nausea about that, right, Tony? Like that, I can't I stand that at all. That, that just changes it. the purity of the game. You want to speed up the game. I'm all for that. But then with that, I'm not for like the fact that you can't have a your bullpen guy has to pitch to three people unless it's the end of an inning, like yeah, things like that. I feel like second. you're just kind of oh. throwing them in there, change the strategy of the game. But overall, I mean, making the game faster, not the base thing, is bigger. Bro. I was like, all right, you know, a couple more steals is, is pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. I just don't like major sweeping changes to some of these sports. Next they'll be throwing I mean, up kickballs up there to hit. You know, <laughs> I, I think the, I think the pitch clock is a good idea. Um, I can completely get what a baseball purist says, uh, you know, about the guy on second in the uh, extra innings. I, I completely get if I was a diehard baseball fan, I think I would hate it. Being a very casual, if you even want to call me that baseball fan, and the most part, I'm not a giant fan. The only thing to me worse than sitting through a nine inning game is sitting through a 10 inning game. So any way that you can make that shorter, I'm fine with. But as far as the baseball purists, I completely, I think that that would piss me off. It's like, you know, you know, taking, you know, overtime in hockey and making it three on three, that made the overtime a lot better. Uh, All you're doing in baseball is trying to end it faster. <laughs> like that's all you're trying to do where it's it's not just, you know, a guy on second, man, a fucking single wins the game. I mean, it's, yeah, that's it's what I mean. Just, yeah. I think it's I interesting know. that baseball is the one that has all these changes trying to speed it up. Cause it's been the slower, the sports and everybody's getting more like uh, for lack of a better term, ADD with their lives. You know, we've got the shortest attention spans year after year, not, not just the young people, but I think everybody's coming to it a little bit. So Kind of not surprised that they, you know, going after baseball to speed it up a little bit. I mean, they do this thing in my kids last year's like Pee Wee League, where if you get a penalty, you don't get like a two minute penalty, but everybody lines up on the blue line, on the red line. And then the guy who takes the penalty, who caused the penalty, he gets to go in for a breakaway. So there's two whistles. They blow the first whistle. He skates for a breakaway. Two seconds later, whatever it is, they blow the second whistle. So the rest of the team either tries to catch him or take care of the puck or whatever, which they're never going to do because the kid's already got a two-second head start and he's only got to go to the goal. And it's just like a complete disadvantage. Like He's going to make it you know, to the goal every time without it. That's kind of what baseball is doing with with second base. It's just like they're just basically giving it to him. What would happen if the kid takes off for the breakaway, right? They blow the second whistle. And then somebody skates up and smacks him in the head with their hockey stick. What's his well, last name? Well, that's the big Truba. He would get oh, a okay. five dollar fine. Is true, ah, dude. It's okay. Yeah. Five thousand means a lot to him too. Yeah, yeah. dude. So, for anyone that didn't know that, because I didn't know, um, the guys just told me before we went on the air, and I watched it. So Jacob Truba was that against Chicago? Who was that against? Or was that against Boston? Right? Was that oh, Boston? that was Boston yeah, game Boston. yesterday. Boston. Then that yeah. was yesterday's game, right? I believe it was the Boston game. Yeah. So Jacob mm-hmm. Truba, it looked like to, on the video there was a little uh, right in front of. I guess it was um, was it the Rangers net or was it? I yeah, think it was the it was Rangers. In front of the Rangers. So they were net. right in front of Quick and a Bruin player and him kind of got a little tied up, little push it, and Truba just basically took his stick, swung it like a fucking baseball bat, and hit the dude in the head. It's unbelievable. I mean, and it's hilarious that the way the Ranger fans and some Ranger media are framing this. I'm looking at this, you know, posted uh, right as the game's going on by somebody who's obviously a Ranger fan. So, okay, here's a quote. Okay, so I'm assuming at the start of this, Truba is trying to whack Frederick in the back of the leg. Frederick is holding, originally holding his arm, then let's go, and that's when the stick comes up. I mean, this guy is like trying to four, four feet difference. <laughs> it's ridiculous. And watch it. It's ob- absolutely yes. not. 
Absolutely not. I mean, he's coming through <laughs> across his body, aiming high the whole way. I mean, it's clear as day, intent to injure. Um, it's the kind of thing that is needs to have a massive response from the NHL. Anybody with eyes sees that he swung the stick at the head. This wasn't a no stick got up. This wasn't accidental. We've seen that. You will see it in every single hockey game. The accidental high stick, the accident. This was not accidental. And this is coming from a guy who has a long uh, history of being a fucking scumbag. So now this Bush League douche goes and all he gets is a $5,000 fine from the NHL. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. This dude should be suspended at least. Bobby, you made your point about Niedermeyer. Tell it, say it again. Sure did. Scott Niedermeyer hit Ty Domi over the head with a stick, basically out of sheer fear because he wasn't about to take on Domi. It was stupid and reckless, and he got 20 games with a clean-ass record. And this scumbag just comes over here and whacks at him way more violently. Or call them even, even if you want to. I don't care. Either way, you don't put no, your stick on somebody's head, right? More, yeah. But how you go from a $5,000 fine and 20 games, it's just completely different. It's, it's, and any I Ranger don't... fan out there, like yeah. seriously, if, if you weren't a fan of your team, look at it again. Don't give me this uh, shit that they, he wasn't being to do or he was falling down. Like, come on, man. He was headhunting. There may be clearly. some Ranger fans who will speak the truth on this, but I've read a bunch where they're just, you know, de- definitely carrying water for this guy. And I feel like nobody's learned anything from that awful incident. And I know it was in the NHL, but in that league in, in England where it resulted in a reckless, dangerous play resulted in a death. Now, you know, I'm not trying to over-dramatize this. Uh, you did take a stick to somebody's head. You can't, you know, if, if some bad things happen, you can't be too surprised. But much like that high skate where you can go, and I would be first to tell you, I don't think he intended to murder this guy. Uh, but that was so over the line, so reckless that the league, whichever league is in question here, can't tolerate that behavior. They have to come down on that. And if they if they don't, they can't be surprised when really bad things happen. In an injury point of view, there's a reason some things are off limit. You know, kicking, uh, we're dealing with sharp skates and dangerous things. And uh, two-handed whack to the head. Now that's that's about as bad as you can go without using your skate. Uh, yep. If you, know, you guys, do you guys remember when uh, McSorley whacked Bashir in the head? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was he almost fucking killed him. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, I think and, that was twenty this, games too, or was that? Yeah, even I think that, that was. I think oh, that was, was a half season. Or whatever, I think that was forty forty one. Assault, right? He, he, he kind of came more from behind too. Yeah, so he it came really showed him. But if the NHL doesn't levy a big-ass suspension on Jacob Truba, then every single thing that they are saying about trying to be, you know, uh, aware of these head injuries and every time you right. see, like, Nico Heischer gets hit in the head by Connor Clifton, Clifton gets a two-game suspension, this was intent to injure. I don't care how you cut it. You hit the dude in the head, swung, and hit the dude in the head with the stick. Yep. I, I, if the NHL – how could anybody take NHL rules serious – because the they're going to be super feckless and not fucking suspend this dude. What's on? And I'm gonna. I'm not a big conspiracy theory guy, but I'm gonna go here a little bit. Like, could it be because it's the Rangers? Because I remember the draft. I'm getting the first round pick a few years ago when they shouldn't have. Does the Rangers well, get? We'll a little see bit how of they come down on it. I don't know. Wait a minute. Didn't didn't what is this? Of, isn't this five thousand dollar fine them coming down? Or I think is that this, came that's down the maximum I think they could do it, right it, away. 
Well, that's but like the end game. Yeah, though they're gonna they're oh, okay. gonna look at this. I'm sure. That I don't you, think they've announced the next, total suspension. No account for this uh, yet. Within the next the, day or two, I think you're going to see a, a suspension. And I gotta have now. some faith that they're going to do the right thing because I hope so. If not, it's. It, I mean, they, they're going to have to really deal with the consequences of other teams going, dude. You're going to get two games, five games, whatever. You know, no play with deal. that and, and, and just and we'll just take this game into like, you know, it's going to look like uh, some kind of gladiators out there instead of hockey. You know, I think the Bruins are going to have a lot to say about this, too, because I'm sure that, you know, right after it happened, they sent every angle on film to the league offices in Toronto saying, you know, what are you doing about this? And uh, so, you know, hopefully it does get a suspension. You know, he fucking deserves it. Something else that you guys would I you guys didn't talk about last episode I do not believe so you guys saw that they banned the uh, as we all know there was that photo last week going around which was disgusting right. to see and I don't even know how like the organization let this happen how you I let don't a bunch know of Ranger fans about. Ranger fans go on the ice and take a you know about oh this right, right 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 right. Taking the photo on the ice, blah, blah, blah. Well, well so you're sorry, talking about the Devil Ranger game. Explain what it is. The Devil Ranger game. So, that you know, after the game, I guess it's part of the experience, right? Last Saturday this, at the Last Rock. Saturday. You buy this right. package. You go on the ice. You take a photo. And all the Ranger fans are gathered around the Devil symbol. So I I started seeing posts after that happened. Obviously, everyone was furious, which, I mean, myself, I thought it was absolutely ridiculous that this was even allowed to happen. And I saw that the Islanders had it scheduled. I guess this last this last game they they played the Devils, and uh, they got canned. They said, "No, we're not. You know, we're not going to let you on the ice." So obviously, someone from the main office heard what was going on. Something, you know, because I mean, there was yeah. outrage going on. On uh, Mr. Bobby, I saw you saw a lot of that yeah. too. On I, social I, I media. was initially uh, really appalled by it, and then I found out that this is kind of a you constant thing. I was oh, my stars. <laughs> How dare they go on the ice after the hockey game? The vapors. I I've got the vapors. Right. This is a part of the thing you pay for, right, Bobby? Right, it's and apparently it's been going on for a very things. long time. What compounded it, right, so is that it's, it's our direct rival that we lost that game, that they're already taunting us kind of thing. So it really took on a life of its own. But this is something that happens all the time. And I started thinking about – when it could be like an instant thing, like we all went up to, you know, Montreal and we had a fantastic time, right? Watching that game. Suppose there was, you know, 80 of us that organized to go up there. Like it would have been really cool for us to also, you know, kind of get a picture on the ice. And I started thinking that way, but I, I just couldn't get but over the fact different. that it was, it was ugly and uh, it just, it, it didn't work out. I'm just, I'm glad they're done with but, it. Uh, to play devil's advocate here, I, I get what Bobby's saying on that. And, and, you know, if it was done in just a, hey, we're all here, let's do this. This is cool. And not necessarily a shot at the team or whatever. I can kind of go. I can kind of see both sides on this. I really. I can kind of see both sides, but it's kind of like what I want to see, and some people listen will understand this. What I want to see the Red Sox celebrating on the Yankees logo in the field, but um, they weren't. What really, I want to like, see. Ah, you know. Would come you? On. Well, I mean, here, you know, let me ask you. A question. I wouldn't want a picture would, by their logo. I can tell you that much. Right, but let me ask you a question. Would you feel this way if the Devils won that game last? That's week? exactly what I was going to say. If the Devils well, that won is that obviously game, the, the this pick doesn't of, even get out. Yeah, it seems like a lot of salty fans, and I, I get still it. Really I, like I wanted it, to win but that I mean, game. I understand what you got. I do agree. Like it was definitely salt in the wounds. You lose to this fucking. I've read a lot of people go. We need a response from the front office. I'm like, yeah, they did give it about this product. No, yeah. the the response I wanted was the product on the ice, like right. not. I don't that's give a how you respond. That other that's stuff. how you respond. I you mean, know? if you have a group of people going to a game, which happens every game in every arena around, and they took a picture around the logo, like in the lobby or around, like, are you gonna 
problem with that. Like, at some point, it gets ridiculous. You know, yeah, and I think for me, I just don't want to see the Ranger fans on the Devils logo. I, I get what you guys are saying. I see the Devils advocate side of it too. I know personally, I just don't want to see it. And if they if can't the go Devils on there, the win that game, like you said, I don't think anybody even blinks about that stupid picture. Well, when the it Devils comes out game, half an hour after you guys shit the bed late in the third period and yep. caught blew the lead and lost the game, and like you said, it's salt in the wound. And it sucks, but would it's you not want that picture though? Deal. Like, would you yeah. guys want? I personally, would well, you guys I wouldn't want to. Want I wouldn't do it out? myself yeah, to the Rangers, either. but but I will say this: what Bobby said, like if somebody was, hey, let's go down on the ice at the Bell Center or the Molson Center, whatever fuck it was called, then come down I after the game too, and yeah. take a picture. Hey, we're from Jersey. We're up in Canada. We take the picture. It's cool. Like we don't know the situation with all these people. Like were they just you know? No. Here's the thing. That's what I'm saying. Like it, because it was Ranger fans, I think it pisses us they, off. No, well, it's not just that they piss us off. I think it probably started by one or two or twenty of those people who pushed it out there, taunting us. Once okay. again, we came into your barn. We won. We're on your ice, and it just took off. Like this took like like off on Twitter. Had we won, those five or ten or twenty people probably don't do that because they got nothing to taunt. And then it will happen the yeah, next time. That's a good point. So this, I mean, they've been doing this for years. So it isn't something where we should react that badly. No, but the enjoy your picture, of it guys. It's right. awful. I'm not yeah. worried about it. Enjoy exactly. your picture. You don't have a picture following our playoff matchup last year. The photo yeah. was accompanied that's with uh, videos of half the place going nuts when the Rangers took the lead and all that. Like it was just that constant kind of the shit we always talk about. Just no, Rangers fans always, you know, sure. in our building. Well, I don't know, Bobby. Maybe we should just get even. Shit. What do you say? We should. We should get even on March How the hell can we possibly do that, though? Well, we can get everybody that's pissed off about this photo. And tell them to get tickets for March 11th in Madison Square Garden when the Devils play and go do the same goddamn thing. Just stop talking about it and worrying about the Rangers always coming in and making us feel like little brother. We go there, make them feel like it for once. Just take over half the building. That's all we can do. Just get your tickets okay. for March 11th. I know there's a couple guys going out there. The Trap's talking about it. A couple other people that post a lot. Like, get your tickets and let's see what we can do. Maybe we won't. Maybe we can't. You know, it who knows? It would be a Devil's infiltration. It would. It would? You know, we got a devil you know ready to go before we wrap it up for the evening. What do you say, boys? We should play a game. Yeah. Let's do it. Shall we play a game? Buckle up, boys and girls. It is time for the devil you know on the Uncle Pucker New Jersey Devil Podcast. (laughs) It is. The uh, funnest game in hockey podcast history. It's the Devil You Know, where tonight Dan will give us a clues about a former New Jersey Devil. Tony, myself, and Bobby have to try and guess who it is he's giving us clues about. We get three incorrect answers before we are eliminated. We can ask Dan any question we want about the player, and he can or cannot answer it. It's completely up to him. Uh, So without further ado, Dan... Mm. The floor is yours. Okay. So this week's former Devil uh, was drafted in 2007 by the Devils. Any guesses yet? Shockingly, mm. no. No. Uh, <clears throat> he was drafted relatively high. He was in the third round, 79th overall. So he uh, also stands six feet three inches, uh, 230 pounds. Uh, and is a right wing. 
So you have a lot of stats up front. Yeah, you are. 6'3", 230, right wing. 2007, huh? Mm. Big dude. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is an American-born player. Now, although drafted in 2007, he didn't play his first NHL game uh, until 2010, where he did score a point on an assist uh, as he assisted a Zajac goal. Hmm. He would not score another point until uh, the following year. Almost a year to the day, well, January 20, January 9th, 2011, the following year, he scores a game-winning goal against the Stars. Hmm. Hmm. I have a guess, but I think I'm totally wrong. Okay. I don't think this player and the years match up. I'm not even sure if the position matches up off the top of my head. Adam Henrique? I feel like writing this shit down fucks me up. <laughs> Was this person a natural right winger? Yes. Oh, okay. Was he a natural blonde? <laughs> no. He did dye his hair. Okay. No, actually, I don't know what color his hair Yeah, it's brown. Okay. So brown. brown hair. 2007 but, brown hair. Yeah, you remember that? You don't have it yet, Tom? I don't have that. I don't have that. No. <laughs> uh, okay. Now, this player has played for one other NHL team. Now, you know he started with the Devils, so this was the team he was traded to. From there, he has uh, some European experience, and his career ended uh, basically 2017. Okay. That's all you got? Well, I'm just wondering if you guys got any other guesses. Uh, uh, Henrik. Who was he drafted by? The Devils. The Devils. Who did he get traded to? He got traded to Minnesota. Part of a fairly uh-huh. big multiplayer trade. Uh, I'll bring in the person that he was primarily traded for. Uh, in a bit, um, he give you some stats on what he produced. So he played a total of three seasons uh, in, I should say, three seasons with the Devils, uh, the 2010, 11, and 12 Devils. Right? Um, as I uh, mentioned, Nick, he Nick only Palmieri? had that. What's that? Nick Palmieri. Nick Palmieri is correct. Oh, wow. Ding, ding, ding. Tony does it again. That is awesome. Okay. Wow. Is wow, dude. Nick Very Palmieri impressive. and Tony yeah. is on the board the for season Palmieri. two. No relation. I was just going to ask. There's no relation there, right? No. No, no relation to Kyle. I'm thinking uh, like Ted Enby, but he was like a small dude. I'm like, who the hell was 6'3"? Right. 2007 yeah, exactly. kind of throws me. I was like, man, that wasn't too long ago. You know, it's kind of you know, those teams that, you know, I think about some of those players for those teams who just played a couple games and gone. That's or... most definitely my weakest uh, point of devil's history. Uh, like I've said many times, I checked out around 2006 and came back around 2011 or 12. So those years, I really don't they, know many they, players. I think it was like Amanda Stein posted like her lineup thing from like 
I guess I don't even know if she was doing the Devils back then, but whatever year it was, she posted. You think she's happened. doing the Devils now? Really? <laughs> yeah. so news, everybody. Log in. Put on the news. I, I didn't. You do I didn't recognize half the forwards, and I, I had to be honest with myself and say I don't even remember that name being on the team for at least yeah. three, four, five of those guys. I believe it because I mean the team was so bad. I still watch it. I still watch most of the games. Like I never gave up. But I, I certainly did not retain any of their names. Some, some of those guys are pretty forgettable. I'm yeah. not going to lie. I think Amanda Stein has like the greatest job in the world, right? So she yeah, definitely. Just reports She's on this team. Awesome. But at the same time, have you ever watched like interviews that she does, like the after game stuff, where like you know YouTube will put out you know her interviews, and it'll be you know Brat and Heisher, Ruff and Smith, right? And you'll watch it. She has one question. And she just Every asks everybody player. the same exact <laughs> yes. question. And yep. I'm like, it gets comical after a while. I'm like, oh, I bet I, I know exactly what print. she's going to ask. Yeah. I, know. I think it, we're really fortunate because with, you know, it would not, I mean, she does her job. She does a good job of stuff. But with, uh, what's with Erica, she's great. I mean, she really is. I mean, oh, her sure talk. Is. She's such an educated, <laughs> she's a beautiful woman and she's very educated. She just she sure sounds really good with her, with her reporting, man. I got to say, I'm always impressed with Erica. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and she's on NHL tonight too. She's another suit. She does baseball and stuff too. Yeah, she's. Uh, she's all right. Well, uh, we all love Erica Wachter. Um, Amanda Stein needs to get a second question. I think we. She's doing that. Amanda Stein. I will say. I feel like this. They, she should like realize this is being videoed because that is actually the that's the way you do it for print. You know, like right. and, and she's that's she's kind of. And that's fine for print, but it's ridiculous to watch. It really question. is. It's the and it's like you know, it's never a good question, you know. No. It's just well, we all know that you had you know your team meetings uh, the other night. Um, well, after this performance against Columbus, uh, how does that feel now? It's the same question. Yeah. See, and like I, I love you, Jack. Like Jack couldn't uh, give a fuck about being interviewed. You could just tell. Right. He doesn't want to talk to you. He doesn't want to answer your stupid questions. And trust me, Jack thinks your questions are extremely stupid. And, uh, you know, he could just tell. And I I love that. You have guys like Lazar and Brennan Smith that have no problem. They'll talk. They're great interviews. But Um, Jack is just – Eric Holla. Eric Holla is a good one. Um, Um, Also – It is is a minority of players who are good interviews. Like you said, Manistein is the greatest job. Yes and no. I mean, can you imagine hitting those same fucking trite responses? Well, we got to execute and stick to our plan. And Put the puck in the net. Things. I mean, yeah. And I feel for everybody involved because it's like, why is this even an interview? Get to a person who wants to talk and stop asking, you know, random guys who really don't want to. Some, some of them are still learning the language, for Christ's sake. Exactly. Like, give, them, give them a break. And I love it. You don't Akira, need to see that. interviews, like he, yeah. it, you know, he knows – Yes, he speaks very good English, but at the same time, when you ask him complex questions, and and they always throw words in like that, you know, like he probably doesn't know the meaning of some of these words that you're throwing out there, like, yeah. and he right. just or at you least know, how to express a good answer. Yeah, for it. like you know, yeah, just hard. go with like you said, take the three guys, take Hala, take Lazar, take Smith, just interview those three. They like talking in the media; they're good at it. Vanacek uh, was pretty funny though. He's he's got a funny way about him. I love that he uh, talks about himself in the third person. I just think yeah. that's awesome. He, the Jimmy likes. Kind of crazy. Jimmy likes the crazy. Did you see that thing he was he's doing? He's a fucking goalie, the, Dan. He, of course, I he's know. crazy. The, the thing he was doing with the Devils media, where like he was going up to the players, giving them bracelets and shit. Oh, I didn't see Did that. See that? No. Oh, it's on there. Yeah, that was that was a hysterical. Instagram page. It was pretty funny. Uh, yeah. So it was, it's nice to see that kind of personality. But in general, like those questions between periods and right after the game, they're almost always fucking. 
you know, boring questions with boring answers. Yeah, you know? I know. It's kind of, it's why bother? We got to change that up. It's not necessary. Yeah, I agree. They shouldn't, uh, they shouldn't, they, especially the after game or in between periods. After the game is annoying when they pipe in the audio through the whole arena. Like, if I'm a player, like, I don't want to talk to 17,000 people. Oh, right yeah. Now. I was and answer your that. stupid yeah. question. They didn't used to do that. Now every no. team's got to do it. Otherwise, they're not showing their fans enough appreciation. They have some kind of show for yeah, the, the fans. fans do get into it. When I'm there, yeah. I get into it. I like it. But is there ever a point? that you watch this team or just hockey in general now and the way it's evolved over the course of the last 25 or 30 years. And we go back to like the devils of our glory years when we were fans and there was no, uh, you know, there was no marketing of this team. There was no nothing like you had to really be a fan to know who these guys were because they never even got like, did you kind of miss that a little bit? Like I kind of yeah. miss being like these kind of tucked in a corner somewhere. All the other yeah. teams are trying to promote. Like the Devils never wanted to promote players, and, and I feel like newer Devil anything. fans don't know what that even feels like. We know what it was like to be like, like you said, in the Dark basement. Horse. Always, yeah. like when yeah. we those early runs. You know, you think of ninety four, ninety five. Like we, no one knew who the hell we were. No one no. even. Yeah. It was like a speck on the nuts of everything. It was like, but now you know. I mean, now it's. The expectations, like you know, are so high that I do miss those days personally. I feel like a lot of the younger ones don't know what it's like to. I also you know, feel like, like right now I'm talking about music with people who are like, you know, my day. Like you had to go find the bands, and it was not. It wasn't uh, all on your phone. Well, remember, you yeah. see a I get it. bumper and sticker, you'd be like, yeah, there's a fellow devil fan. I, the old bumper right, stickers, right? Right. I I miss that though. That though, like the. I love having access to whatever I want at my fingertips. I do like, you know, want to watch a movie. I want to watch a TV show. I want to listen to any song ever recorded. I can just put it on, but there is something missing from driving to go to the record store, hanging out there for a couple hours, you know, listening to some stuff and, and just buying some new albums, new CDs. Like I miss that. I miss it. You'd always run into people you knew. It was always fun. It was always yeah. fun. You ever wanted to just kill an hour, two hours? You go to the record stores. Yeah. Those places are still there. Uh, it's just, yeah, it's, they are. It, it's like it's not the know, same. Can I plug something since we're changed. talking about this, and I know sure, we're yeah. to do this. But plug you know, away. And I, I'm not as like I got to say when I hear Chris do these promos, man, I am like, God damn, dude! I got to have him do promos for my show that I'm about to mention that I do on the side here. So if anybody is really bored and into uh, heavy metal music and like horror movie shit, I do a show with my bass player who I play in a band with, my buddy Ed. We do a show called The Tampa Morgue. So basically it's, you know, we have actors on there. We had uh, David Howard Thornton who plays Art the Clown and all the Terrifier films that came out. We have uh, Bobby Gustafson from Overkill came on, spent a couple hours on the show. We got a shitload of musicians, a bunch of heavy metal bands like Nasty Savage, Hell Witch. We got a, I mean, we have so much stuff coming up, but like a lot of like horror movie stuff. Um, Yeah. I mean, you know, we do that. It's on, we do once a week, we do shows. Um, Try to find that show anywhere you get your podcast, yeah. right? Same thing as here. Yeah, anywhere you, you know you hear our podcast. What's it called? Your sexy voice, Tony. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, yeah. that's, yeah. that's my, that's that's my voice, voice I use on that show. It's but, the uh, Tampa Morgue. <laughs> the Tampa Morgue. But yeah, Tampa no, it's, yeah. It, my, it's me and my, my bass player who I've played with for like 20 years in the band, and he's actually in a touring band still. So we do a bunch of stuff. We actually have a lot of cool guests coming on, but it's basically heavy metal, you know, a horror movie orientated, but I always want to mention it on here, and I always forget we're talking about music and stuff. But you know, we've done like twenty episodes. We do one a week, usually about. We get the cool thing is we get these guys to come on who 
people that I grew up listening to or some of you guys, I know you guys know Overkill and bands like that. And they actually come and hang out for a couple hours, man. It's a very chill, like, you know, we talk about their whole career. We don't ask them like, oh, what, what's your favorite food on tour? Or who would you like to play with? Like, we actually go through their careers and shit. So I wanted to mention it on here. But, yeah, we have, I mean, actually, we have some really killer guys coming on. I wish I could mention it. But there's a lot of a lot of old heavy metal dudes and stuff on there. So, yeah, I wanted to play so- that's very cool all the pucker listeners that are out there please definitely check out the tampa morgue it's tony's uh rock and horror show or heavy metal and horror show uh it's awesome check it out download subscribe give them a five-star review do the same for us wherever you're getting your podcast goes a very long way to promote these shows and help us out um and uh yeah so anything else you guys want to jump into I got one little thing I just want to put out there for you guys. Please. It's not an advanced stat by any means, but just to give Holtz a little credit here, you know, Tyler Toffoli leads a team with 11 goals and Holtz has six. So just a little more than half of his output. Now, this doesn't mean everything, but Tyler Toffoli, to get those 11 goals, has scored in seven different games. So he's, he's put his mark on seven different games. Now, I'm not saying what was a game-winning goal, a tying goal, or anything like that, a first goal, just seven games. Holtz has got his six goals in six different games. Look, uh, you know, it's I... just he's really kind of, you know, coming along uh, as someone that, uh, you know, can really kind of push here. I don't think that any Devil fan would be, you know, say that this is not exactly what we expected from this dude. Like, he is yeah. really playing exactly the way that we were really hoping he would. Uh, I love what Alex Holtz is doing right now. And as you can see, every game he's getting more and more confident. Um, yep. And, you know, He's being said it was a do or die more. camp for him, right? He had right. to, this yeah. was it. He had to show it. Uh, and so he had a great camp and, and then he's, he's shown it. He showed it. He's shown he belongs on this team. And he's still doing uh, it on the lesser minute quarter. roles, which again, I mean, going back to the beginning of the year, we talked about where I wanted to see him on the top and other people, maybe Mercer down. Now it's getting to the point where with his confidence and, and his play, even without the puck, by the way, um, now he's really becoming that asset if this is how he's going to perform in a third line role no when Dio Meyer comes back or, I mean, he's doing it now. Um, so yeah, just a lot of credit to the kid, you know, who knows what exactly he's going to become, but that that's pretty impressive to me that our leading goal scorer, you know, scored in seven different games and there's Holt scoring in six different games. Yeah, and you're right, Bobby. Two, and actually a bulk scoring streak. Yeah. I know I chose, um, we were doing our prediction things. I, I did choose the Bobby not getting a point, but the reason <laughs> I did that is because it's part of the show. It's, you know, for fun, but I have to say like, I'm surprised none of us picked Holtz to do anything because Holtz is probably and I like I said beginning of the season or during the off season I was like I don't know if this guy's going to do this and this he's one of the most impressive guys out there to me right now and I'm excited to see him play actually and to be honest if it wasn't for the me and Bobby jabbing back and forth I would have had Holtz as one of my predictions because that's before I came on the show that was what I was well, thinking you did you, know? you had yeah that's how you scored last him last week, last yeah. week. yeah, yeah and I've done the Holtz thing too yeah. so I don't want to kind of regurgitate stick. right yeah. away unlike you who'll well, do I am impressed week. with a man but, <laughs> yeah I mean. Bobby, this is the one week that you weren't bagging for Holtz and you fucking missed yeah, I out. I know, dude. <laughs> and then he finished really show with bagging for Holtz. <laughs> there you so, go. Yeah, but, but you know, no, for this team to be that successful, that bottom six needs to really, you know, contribute a lot. And him on that and Hala and Plot, I love that line. I really do. I think the injection of the youth and his speed and skill with those two dudes, I think it's going to be a really good line. Uh, I, I love what Holtz is doing. And I also loved last night that they scored, what, six of the seven goals, five on five? Five on five, yeah. That yeah. was huge. 
And, and a delayed and, penalty, but still. Five and and five how great was that six on five, right? They just gave <sighs> Buffalo nothing. Like when Jack just gets that puck in, his, in the zone and – you know, the teams are kind of sitting back because they're, you know, it's a more of a, a an odd man situation. He just does whatever the hell he wants. It is so much fun to watch. And isn't it amazing uh, how much he drove that team? And they were talking about it on the, on the air, too. Like, he didn't have any points until the end. Like, he got one point. If you, yeah. if you learn the Devils put up seven goals, you're thinking Jack probably factored into two or three of them. Yeah, yeah. you just look at the score sheet. Yeah. He's only got one point, And yeah. it's like, oh, was he having a bad game? No, he had an awesome had game. He made everybody better. Yep. And, uh, Do you yeah, know who didn't factor in on those seven goals? Jesper Bratt. Yep, yep. yep. And that's why you're predicting going that, yeah. uh, him going away for a while, right? You said, yeah, what was I one of your predictions? he's going to be going on vacation. I don't think so he's no going to No points yet. this week, he said. No points this week. But we'll that's, see. Hopefully I'm wrong. Hopefully you're right. Hopefully you're right. And Hopefully. I am starting to see the national outlook of the goaltending, which I had I heard all Devils fans talking, all of us talking about it, and other Devil fans. But now I'm starting to – I did start hearing it this week where they're like, everyone's pointing that as the issue. Uh, you it's know, not, it's though. Getting, it's so not. You know, it's much um, more – it's such deeper than yeah, that. I mean, uh, I mean when our, when you lo- play- our losses are giving up six and five and four, it's not all on the goalies. It's, no. Last I night mean, proved it. Defense it, has been – yeah, but last night 12 saves. I mean, it wasn't much of a job to have to right. do, but I mean, it, defense yeah, but has you been look rough. at – Look at, Schmidt's performance against, no. look at Schmidt's performance against Columbus. These are two yeah. horrible defensive breakdowns that led to two goals. Is it yep. Schmidt's fault we lost that game? Was it Schmidt's fault we only scored one fucking exactly. goal? Like, no. No. And he made like, some great saves in that game, too. Yeah. And it sucks because Schmidt actually had a good game and didn't get the W. Mm-hmm. and just uh, It'll come. Because yeah. you know, we, we played Thursday, Friday. I expect most likely I think Vanacek will probably get the start against the Islanders Tuesday and on Thursday against the Flyers. And I expect Schmidt to probably get the start on Sat Friday against the uh, the San Jose Sharks. So, you know, we'll come back uh, next week on Tuesday. I'm not sure if it's going to be before or after the Islander game. We'll have to figure all that out. And uh, hopefully this team can just, you know, keep on going where they left off on Saturday, man, because, you know, our skis are pointing straight and downward. Let's keep it going that way. This is it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, for Tony, Dan, and Bobby, I'm Chris. We're the Uncle Puckers. We'll see you when we see you. Peace out. Later. And bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> My wife. Adios. I got the vapors. Oh, dear. You're not there, man. It's over, Johnny. It's over. <laughs>